Welcome to 3 and D, your source for great NBA talk from our spot here in the T dot. My name is Dave Levitt. That's the D. Here's this week's three. The coaching carousel is in full spin mode, full motion, whatever you want to say. There are a lot of coaches looking for jobs. We dive deep on all the rumors across the NBA, and then we kind of zero in on what the Raptors may or may not need in their next bench boss. Then we wrap up with a really interesting discussion about the NBA draft lottery, Rumbinyama picks, where he could have gone. We recorded this on Tuesday just before the draft lottery, so we really hope you enjoy that conversation. And we weigh in on the latest John Morant situation. So sit back, relax. Neighbor Brandon is back. And let us walk you through three big stories from around the association. Yo, it's been such a long time since we've had him on the show. It's neighbor Brandon. Yo, yo, what's good, bro? What's good? It's good to be back. What? Uh, yeah, no, listen, we are very happy. Uh, you know, uh, on behalf of uh, listeners and uh, the five people who text me uh, about the show. <laughs> uh, hey, five, five is better than four. That's how that's many listeners. That's all we had. That's 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 where that's where we're at, buddy. Uh, they all right. wish you and uh, and the family all all the best. Uh, little G is uh, is here. She's arrived. G baby. And uh, everyone's doing well. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's doing well. Mama's doing well. Baby's doing well. Uh, Mom and dad are super tired. Both ends, though. Daddy is burning both ends of that candle. I know that. Oh, hell yeah. You see me come and go at all times of the day, so. (laughs) I do. I do. So uh, for those of you who who haven't been following along on the home scorecards, shame on you. But uh, Brandon is, of course, not really my neighbor anymore. Uh, Neighbor Brandon is now uh, neighbor in spirit Brandon. We'll call it him that he's uh so but he's been commuting back and forth between two homes and it's uh it's a lot uh for a little bit but uh you know what you do the things for your family right yeah uh greener pastures ahead so well that's the and isn't that the best thing to hear that's not the best thing now speaking of greener pastures uh let's talk about some people who are going to be lining up some new gigs i want to talk coaches first brandon because there's a shit ton of coaches news yes yes absolutely Uh, I don't know. We're recording this on Tuesday. It's a little after 7 p.m., uh, so it's a little bit before the draft lottery. We're going to get there in a minute. Well, don't worry. We'll we'll hook up on the draft in a second. But I want to talk coaches because in uh, I saw a tweet from our friend Chris Chris Walder uh, over the weekend, and he and it got me thinking about it. So coach of the year means nothing anymore because Budenholzer was coach of the year a couple of years back, fired. Nick Nurse, coach of the year a couple of years ago, fired. Monty Williams, coach of the year a couple of years ago, fired. So, oh yeah, it's it's the easiest position to fall on the axe, so to say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course we got news today about two coaches of interest. One uh, being Doc Rivers. He got the can. I mean, th- that was so obvious that it was happening. I mean, he was fired at halftime. He just wasn't. Uh, they just didn't tell him yet. No, he was he was fired at halftime in Game Six. Let's let's be real. <laughs> because they knew it. the thing about that that Sixers game. And if you're, you don't know what we're talking about, the Sixers. We're only down three in Boston in game seven. And then the that third quarter, it's not like the Celtics were – I mean, the Celtics played great. Tatum played really well. I don't want to take anything away from them. But it's not like the game wasn't there. That Sixers just quit. You can't you can't score 10 points in the third quarter in the playoffs. In game seven. You just can't. You, not when you have the MVP. 
Not when no. I was damn. So I, I <laughs> not to toot my own horn again, but I, I put out on Twitter. Someone said, uh, "Well, the the MVP just got you know scored whatever point number of points in the second half of Game Seven. You can't have that." And I said, "No, no, the real MVP is still playing in Denver." Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. The man who won MVP is is sitting down in the middle. Of you game. know what? I, I retract my statement um, from <laughs> earlier in the season about Embiid being more deserving. Just based on defensive prowess alone mm-hmm. over Jokic, mm-hmm. like you know, the, uh, Jokic is consistent. He's always consistent. Embiid, I'm not even going to talk about James Harden, but in Game Seven of the Celtics <laughs> series, Embiid disappeared. He did, absolutely did. And here's here's the thing for me uh, with with Embiid is defensively, you're right, he's better than Jokic. Uh, offensively, uh, I think at his peak. He's a better scorer than Jokic. Yeah, but when when he's being deferential and just settling for jump shots, well, like, but he's it, it, they had they had Marcus Smart guarding him in the, yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, multiple that's disrespectful. Times, multiple times they put Marcus Smart on him because they were like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, not that Marcus Smart isn't a great defender and he's going to keep. But he, no, he's, he's probably one of the better plus defenders in the NBA, but still. But when you six give up, inch height difference. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you give up six seven inches, that's that's still disrespectful. What they're saying is not that it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter about his height advantage because he's not coming in. Yeah. We're just going to keep him in front of me and make him turn him into a jump shooter. And he should be dominant. He should just demand. When, when, what, are we, what is he, 7'2"? Uh, 285, 290? Yeah, you know. he's a massive, this is a massive man we're talking about. Yeah, no, it's huge. He's huge. It's it's ridiculous, and so this is where this is where I go back to um, the Sixers and that team. You are now at your 2018 Raptors moment. You are now, you know what I mean? Like you you're right there. You have to make a decision as to what's going on. And James Harden, if he goes back to Houston and pulls a LeBron and it's like I'm going to join this team, you can keep Jalen Green and uh, everybody else can go. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> What does that do to the Sixers? Because they can't replace them. They don't have that. They're they're too capped out. Tobias Harris's deal is still going on. I don't know how. I think this. Hey hey hey! Like like uh, like Jimmy Butler said in the in the tunnel. Tobias Harris over me. Yeah. Tobias Harris over me. That's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's it's like it's like uh, I don't know if you saw the excerpt from the interview on Paul George's podcast with Demar Derozan. He's like, there's a lot of motherfuckers in this league that don't give a shit about basketball. And you could tell sometimes it really shows, especially in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. There's no question. It's, a, it's just a job. I understand it is just a job, but that's what separates the good from the great, right? No, well, this is this is this is the point. This is this is exactly it. James Harden is a phenomenal basketball player, but he is not a playoff winner. He's just not. You can't win with him. No, it's, it's been proven. It's been proven. Uh, listen, I want to get your take on Jason Tatum. I'm going to give you clear out. I'm going to give you 20 seconds here on on Jason Tatum. Is he that guy? Is he now that guy? Well, you know, he I, I, just looking at the stats from this play these playoffs right here in 2023. He's a notoriously slow starter, right? Um, game six, I believe, he went one for 17 to start the game, and I'm like. Or was it 0-4? I can't remember. But but once he gets going, he gets going. He's a star player. But this is more of a knock on the Sixers. But when the opposing team star player starts the game 1-17 for 17 and you don't win that game, 
you yep. need to reevaluate yep your whole your whole situation you need to you need to you, you need to bury if convert, let's flip it on the other side if if Joel Embiid who's the best player for the Sixers if he goes 1 for 17 and the Celtics don't win you're going to bury them because they didn't put him away exactly you that's a gift that's a gift right um so Jason Tatum I believe he can be the guy it's just like I don't know what his his issue is with the slow starts, but listen, once he gets rolling, there's no stopping this guy. Yeah, that side that sidestep jumper, the three ball, forget it. Yeah, no, he's forget he's, it. Yeah, yeah, he's and he's dialed in now. So hopefully he doesn't have those slow starts against Miami because I think that that that's going to be more of a problem because Miami can pounce on this. I don't think Miami's a better team than than the Celtics, but no. But anyway, we'll get we'll get to that because part of the reason that I think that he can 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 do that though is because they're coached, and I'm bringing it back. That's what we call a segue in the in the radio business, my man. <laughs> um, that, that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> that's showbiz right there. You know, and I'm not afraid. I'm a tailor. I'll show you the seams. I don't have a problem. Um, as I stitch this thing together, but like, let's be honest. Spolster is the best coach in the league. There's no like, there's no doubt now that Eric Spolster is the best coach in the league. And now we are looking at a bunch of teams that are having to hire. Phoenix has to hire a coach. Milwaukee has to hire a coach. Both of those jobs look really good to me if I'm a coach because you 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 got teams that are now want to win right now, right? Yeah, yeah. And and they're they're in their window if the window is still open in Phoenix. It's a little it's a little more closed than in Milwaukee. Um, it's it's cracked open still. Yeah, yeah. No, listen. Hey, you get you have Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker, and if you can keep Durant healthy, then I'm telling you, I'm telling you that that that's a, that's a team that can still win. I still believe like. Denver beat them because they could. They were not fully healthy. Um, Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton were just not working for whatever reason. Then I got I got my issues with Ayton, but like you can't you if he's healthy, you got to play him. You got to and you got to run stuff and you have to run stuff for him. Durant's got no problem running stuff for other guys. He doesn't care. He's just like the first half. If that guy wants to get going, so we have him in the second, no problem. Because exactly. I'm going to Michael Jordan this shit, and I'm going to take it over in the third and the fourth. Yeah, but like with with a guy like Aiden, he clearly shows signs of just not wanting to be there. Yeah, <laughs> but I think he doesn't want to be there because of because of Monty Williams. Do you but think that's a soul? Do you think that's a soul thing? Uh, that's a that's that's the sole reason why he is the way he is. No, I think it's because he's not used in the right way, right? Like he thinks he's the number two or three guy on that team, and you know by by right he should be the number three guy on that team. It should go Durant or Booker one one and two, whichever night you're rolling, and Aiton should be your third option. There's nobody else on that team that you're – Chris Paul is not a third option anymore. Right, right. No, right? So those – and I think he wasn't getting plays for him. I think there was – and I think he and Williams have always had the sort of – Well, it's been, it's, been, it's been contentious for three years now, four years think, now. Yeah, because I think Monty Williams wants him to be better than he is. And DeAndre Ayton's like, no, I'm good enough here. The next coach, whoever that is, <laughs> Nick Nurse. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's definitely he's definitely going to Phoenix. Has right? to, has okay. to. So let's let's get into let's get into this. Let's, you know, we can talk DeAndre Ayton all the time. It doesn't match matter. DeAndre Ayton is going to get you seventeen and nine, and you're going to wish he got you twenty and ten. So let's just move on. Uh, I'm, I'm going to spend my whole uh, life just worried about DeAndre Ayton, and then I'm going to have more ulcers than I, than I already do. Um, let's talk coaches though. So like you think Phoenix, so Phoenix is of course going to bring in Budenholzer. They're going to bring in Nick nurse. Rumors are that they're trying to figure out the Ty Lue situation with the Clippers. Um, I'm honestly, I'm shocked. He isn't fired. I'm yeah. Honest. Yeah. 
Um, good, good on them for not doing it. It's not, it's not Tyloo's fault. I mean, the, that is the fact that you know you you invested all your money in two guys who break down in in Kawhi and Paul George. Just yeah, like again, it's not no fault of Tyloo, but like you you got uh, two nineties much- models BMWs in the driveway, and they fucking both don't run. So yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, great analogy. That is a great analogy. So it's not his fault, but you know. If they got off to a slow start or they struggle again next year, he's he's, he's looking for a job. But uh, so you think Nick Nurse is going to Phoenix, eh? That, I think so too. I just think it's that, too- that's that's the logical decision, right? Well, if Nick Nurse wants to coach next year and Phoenix is willing to pay for a top tier coach, because you know Nick Nurse is not coming in anything less than eight, because he's already getting his eight million from the Raptors, right? Exactly. So you know he's like, okay, um, you you break off sit, you break me off for six for three years, or you know more for longer sure i'm in three years yeah listen because you don't want it to be around long like it's th- phoenix is three years it's three I, I wouldn't if i were a coach obviously you take five years if you can but i'm like i'm gonna play this for three years and we'll see where this goes because in three years kevin Durant will be 38 years old yeah you know that's <laughs> crazy you did i i really feel i just turned 35 yesterday and i feel really old now <laughs> uh, brother you don't even know old okay i got i got <laughs> yeah you know? yeah so you know i think i think nick nurse to me if i'm nick nurse i'm looking out there and i'm going okay i'm not going to detroit for obvious reasons i'm not you know houston's already off the table milwaukee sure that's i i, I like milwaukee and fine enough um you know a chance to work with Giannis, a chance to work with uh, drew those that's that's a very appealing job but if i'm him my best shot is to, is going to the West, which is wide open, right? I like Denver. Yep. I don't, uh, I you know, the Lakers, it's a great story, but, like, let's be honest, the Lakers are not a dynasty. The Warriors are fading. Uh, John Morant can't seem to get off Instagram. So, for the next Jesus three years, Christ. for the next three years, I think the Phoenix Suns have as good a shot as anybody else, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to capitalize. Again, the window's cracked open still. So, you got to take advantage. And, and if you go win a second ring with a different franchise, I think you go, as a coach, you write your own ticket. You can, you, you'll get a job anywhere, anytime you want. Exactly. So, if I'm him, I think he, I think he looks at that job and goes, yes, please, if, if, if I can do it. And that's what I'm saying. I think he, I think he ends up there because it, it would be, I mean, Budenholzer maybe, but it, he just feels tired, doesn't he? Yeah, like I was talking about this with my brother-in-laws the other day in a group chat. Yeah, and my one, my one, uh, my one brother, uh, Mike goes, Budenholzer looks like uh, Joe Biden, just doesn't know where he is at times. <laughs> like, yo, think about it, man. He he left two timeouts at the end of uh, overtime. He left two timeouts on the table. Like that's unconscionable in an elimination game. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, get it together, man. Like, where's your head at? Yeah, no, for sure. No, no. Listen, I, I, besides that, besides just, I just, I don't feel like he's a, a guy who gets the fan base excited. You can sell it, and you're like, hey, you won a championship, you know. But he, to me, he's in that, he's in that category. And I may have some Toronto bias here, but Nick Nurse still kind of has some sizzle under his name, you know. Or yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So okay, Detroit. I don't know what Detroit's gonna do. I mean, in, in about an hour or whatever. They're gonna they're gonna get some ping pong balls, and if they get Victor Wimbanyama to go along with Cade Cunningham, 
and look and, out and look Ivy, out and 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 Ivy. Oof. That that job just goes from no, I'm not taking that call to yes, please. Right? Exactly, exactly. Don't you, don't you want to coach that team? What a fun, absolute showtime team that would be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you don't expect them to win right away, of course. No, but... no, but they, everybody else, everybody else looks really good, don't they? You establish that core and you get you get the ball rolling a couple years down the road. You never know what might happen, right? Well, I, to be honest, again, the East, Toronto is a fading team in the East. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. And we'll get into the Raptors in a minute. But they're, they're, to me, they're a fading team. They're not, they're not on the up and up. And I, and I hate to say that because, you know, they're the local team, whatever. The Knicks are going to nick. Um, and I say that as a guy who's been, you know, tweeting out Blue and Orange Skies forever every time they, <laughs> they do anything. Um, you know, uh, I've already pl- planned the route down the Parade of Heroes. And I'm like, you, you know, basically like shoving nurses and, and first responders out of the way, being like, these are the real heroes. <laughs> Don't you see Quentin Grimes? You should name a high school after him. Like, no, it's it's, it's sad. It's sad. I, at this point, they should name a high school after Jalen Brunson. Well, listen, he was the only one who showed up. You know, the rest of them are going back to high school. Anyway, all right, let's look at the Detroit. Like, we're going. We, we are all over the map, but I love it. I'm here for it. Um, the Detroit Pistons. These are the rumored people who apparently have gotten interviews. Okay, Adrian Griffin, Charles Lee, who's the Bucks' uh, number one assistant, Chris Quinn, who's Spolstra's dude. Um, some dude named Josh Longstaff from the Bulls. Who? Who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brian Keefe, if you remember him, Brian Keefe is up for the job. Um, Jerome Allen, uh, whoever that is. Rex Kalamian, also known as Rick, uh, Rick Tockett for basketball. Uh, if you don't get the reference, go Google Rick Tockett and Rex Kalamian, and you'll know exactly what I mean. Um, but the, really the finalists are Kevin Ollie. The former uh, backup point guard with the Sixers uh, during the Iverson days, and now former UConn, he coached at uh, Connecticut. Uh, Charles Lee and Chris Quinn. So it looks like Detroit's going with a yet another. Okay, we're going to bring in a, an assistant or a, a younger coach who can kind of change things out. Is that what you would do with if you were D- Detroit? Would you go with a, a not because you brought an established guy in Dwayne Casey to set culture, but is it time for like the hot assistant guy? I think uh, maybe it'd shake up in Detroit because, again, they're just experimenting. They're throwing darts at the wall at the board and seeing what sticks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a culture reset. Not even a culture reset because Casey put that little bit of culture in that pound the rock mentality, right? Yeah. That work ethic. So, like, if you bring in a younger guy to re- that can relate better to the to the guys or, like, you know, uh, that doesn't seem like an old relic, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm, t- I'm just talking out of my ass here. I don't know what I'm talking no, 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 about. No, but, like, I know what you mean. I don't think it, it, it does make sense, especially with such a young team, right? Mm-hmm. No, I do. I think, and you can go. You kind of maybe you maybe you hit like um, like Willie Green does down in in, in New Orleans. Now New Orleans kind of fell apart when Zion and some other things you know took over. But like Willie Green uh, was good. Will you know like yeah, you know those guys that that's that that team is up and coming, and you kind of maybe you hit on that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, of those names, I think it's Chris Quinn or or Kevin Ollie, uh, just because Chris Quinn comes with that Heat pedigree, and whenever they're done, I mean they're a Final Four team now. Their their Heat culture is renowned. It, you know, if you can kind of have some of that rub off, you can sell that to fans. I don't know if I don't know Chris Quinn from a you know as a head coach. I don't know anything about him, but 
going you know what's crazy? I, I haven't heard that uh, name Kevin Ollie since I played like NBA Jam. Like, <laughs> no, not NBA Jam, NBA Live, like 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Ollie for three. Yeah, it's like shit. Iverson's injured. Yep. Oh, shit. You got to bring in the backup. I guess we're playing the Ollie because he's rated 68. I'm smashing the turbo button too much. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk uh, the next one. I'm, I'm going through this list here. Milwaukee is, is next on my list. They're also interviewing Chris Quinn. Chris Quinn. Um, apparently, they, they brought in Scott Brooks because they hate themselves. Um, what? Yeah, Scott Brooks apparently interviewed for the job. Uh, here's a, two interesting names that I thought were interesting. Um, they're bringing in their own guy, Charles Lee, who's Mulder's boy, and see if they can, you know, kind of the Nick Nurse effect where you move a chair over. But they have two other guys that are interesting. Mark Jackson apparently has interviewed twice for this job. Mark Jackson. Oh, mama. There goes a bad coach. Um, <laughs> uh, he's been away for a long time from the coach. He's been on TV, right? He's done, yeah, he's, 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 he's the Jeff Van Gundy's uh, punching bag. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! They're the color guys. Yeah, he's the color guy, Mark Jackson. He's been a, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the other guy I thought was is interesting, Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson, of course, ran the the Nets when they were coming up uh, before Durant, and then you know that brought in uh, Steve Nash and that old mess. But Kenny Atkinson last year uh, or the past couple of years has been the Warriors' lead assistant. He's the he's Steve Kerr's number one guy, and then. Uh, he goes and he, uh, he took the Hornets job for half a second. And then like, wait, the Charlotte Hornets? No, no, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, and then didn't take that job. But he's he's apparently in line. And Kenny Atkinson is really highly thought of as a guy who can get the be- the most out of role players. Yeah, he's a system guy, right? <clears throat> he's a big system guy. And so if you okay. have Honest and Chris Middleton and... Uh, Drew Holiday and I, I think Holiday and Middleton are are borderline all stars. Let's be honest, I, I I love them both, but they're borderline all stars. They're not regular all star perennial guys, right? So right. if you can have a design a system that uses them and the Bobby Portises and the Wesley Matthews and whoever you bring in, in in free agency, I like Kenny Atkinson for that job. I really yeah. do. I really do. Okay, the Seventy Sixers fired their coach today, and there's already a list. <laughs> You're gonna love this list. Okay, uh, Mike Budenholzer. Okay. Okay. Williams. Okay. Frank Vogel. Wow, I haven't heard these names in forever. Wow. All these dudes who are we just got fired in the last two years are apparently lining up in Philadelphia. Interesting note. So is Mike D'Antoni. What? Yeah. <laughs> So if you thought that the, the defense was a problem in game seven, here's Mike D'Antoni. You, what, what is he going to do when the seven seconds or less offense? I, I can't imagine. And B, get your fat ass up and down that floor. Let's go. Here's, here's my favorite part. You're going to have the cheeseburger champ, James Harden, and Joel Embiid run the seven seconds or less. Yeah. Yeah. James Harden's requesting a trade back to Phoenix no, today no. if that happens. If they hire Mike D'Antoni – I honestly don't think the seven seconds or less offense lasts more than a quarter of the first yeah. game. No, not even. It'll be like seven seconds or less to get across half court. Yeah. Jesus. Mike Dent. And listen, those teams were fun. And Mike D'Antoni, can get, you can give a lot of credit to what he brought to the NBA, which is that, you know, take a lot of threes, you know, push the pace. That's that's a lot of teams do that. But, like, 
We've proven this. He proved it in L.A. He proved it in New York. He proved it in Phoenix. His, he proved it in Houston. These guys cannot win playing that system. You cannot win. It's like the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs, pardon my language, and switching sports. The, Austin Matthews is great. He's 6'4", 225, and doesn't know how to hit someone. Like, this is not playoff basketball. You can't run mm-hmm. seven seconds or less. Stop doing mm-hmm. this. You know, what, you know what Matthews can do really well? <laughs> Cash checks? No, no, no. Uh, disappear in the playoffs. Pull a Houdini. Yes, he is a Houdini. Correct. Did Correct. you see – sorry, just not to get too far off track here, but did no. you see the um, interview outside uh, Scotiabank Arena for game six? Yeah, the one the one they got eliminated in. Um uh sorry, game, game five. five. Game five, sorry. Um <laughs> you know how like we had Jurassic Park and like the Maple Leafs have like Maple Leaf Square, whatever the hell it is. Correct. Yep. So they, they spoke to like one kid. It's like obviously a hockey bro, right? Mm. And it's like uh he just goes, Well, you know, the boys just hate to lose. They don't hate to lose. That's it. Yeah. Austin Matthews wants to go fucking golfing with Justin Bieber in the summer. Yeah, that's all he cares about. And I'm like, that is so true. Yeah, like you, you ever see a team like they they lose and they're like, okay, that's it, we're going home. Yeah, Goodbye. it's um, it's what I refer to as the give a shit meter, and their give a shit meter is broken. Yeah, like that that Florida player that screamed in uh, yeah, uh Wall's not- face, yeah. like yo, I'm fucking. Yo, the series is over. I'm punching that guy right in his mouth. I don't care. How is he not laid out? I agree. I agree. I'm not, you know, like, it just doesn't make sense. Okay, Phoenix. I mentioned all those names. Budenholzer, Nurse, Ty Lu, for whatever reason, because he's still still under contract. Uh, For how long? Yeah. Let's land back home with the longest list I've ever seen for a head coaching uh, opening and the most wild you know, everything um, uh, bagel that is uh, a list here. Kenny Atkinson, Charles Lee, we mentioned both those guys. Sons uh, coach Kevin Young. Son, uh, he's the assistant coach, Kevin Young, who is like Monty Williams' protege. Monty Williams is on the list. Some guy named Darko Rajevich, Rajakovich, huh. uh, from the Grizzlies. Never heard of him. Jordy Fernandez, whoever, who, when I read the profile of him in prepping the show, he, <laughs> Jordy Fernandez is... He is a, a assistant coach with the Sacramento Kings. He enjoys Mexican food. Cool, like that's his profile. That's that's what we know about him. That, what the hell? <laughs> that, that is some that is some crack reporting. Internet. Uh, Chris Quinn, uh, Adrian Griffin, and a couple of names that are interesting for two different reasons. And I want to get this is where I want to get your take. Becky Hammond is still apparently on the list. Now Becky Hammond got into a little bit of trouble today. She's yeah, she she's in some hot water herself, right? She is. She is. Uh, and I was uh, texting with a friend of the show, Dwayne Watson, about this, and he and we were like, "This isn't going to affect her, is it?" And he's like, "No, it's not going to affect her at all, because if anything, NBA." So, if, for those of you who don't know, let me rewind. The Las Vegas Aces lost the twenty. They lost their first round pick in twenty twenty five because they'd already traded the twenty four uh, first round pick. And she got into trouble. The she's been suspended for two games, I believe. It's two first two games of the season. First, first two games, yeah. Without pay, for uh, an incident where a player came in and uh, said that she was pregnant, and Becky Hammond made a comment like, "Well, we don't need someone who was pregnant around here." It, yeah, I'm paraphrasing. It had to do. She was up for contract or something. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was in the contract negotiation. Yeah. So like. 
fair play. You know, that's uh, that's they, not a right thing to say by your by your employer. And and quite frankly, you know, you, you should know better. Uh, not yeah. just because you're a woman, you should just know better because you're a human being. Like, don't be a dick. Yeah, and you're in a position of authority, technically, right? So, oh no, she's the coach and GM. She's the, she is the authority in there. Now, yeah. that being said, I don't think that hurts her candidacy at all. I think most NBA teams, if they're going to look at her, are going to be like, "Well, she put team over. She's saying choose team over personal uh, life." Okay, we're fine with it. And that I'm not saying anyone was going to say that out loud, but you know that that's how most professional sports teams operate. So, yeah, the, she said the quiet. She said the quiet part out loud, correct? Yeah, exactly. And so you know, go serve your two games. It's fine. Move on. Um. So, uh, I do you think she's still a candidate? I haven't heard anything since the beginning of all this, and it feels like that's been like forever. But you know, yeah, I think we, you and I, briefly talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when it you know, started, like that was a month ago. Yeah, so so it's been a while, right? We haven't done anything since, but like for an organization to take a, take a woman as their head coach, right? Yeah, a, a, an NBA organization to take a woman as their head coach, it would go. We said it would go right in line with the Raptors, you know, inclusivity mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. Uh, progressiveness. Yeah, but like, will it happen? Uh, How would that work with the players? You know, this that I'm sure everyone can be professional, but it's it just comes down to what management thinks, right? What did Bobby and Masai think? Right. Well, and then they also they they apparently flew to Italy to talk to Sergio Scariolo, which I'm like, because you guys don't have Zoom. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Well, they're do, yo, they're doing their due diligence, right? Like, Listen, this, they're, they're not going to have just a. Going, let's be. Hold on. They do, they're not doing their due diligence by. They, you can do that. You can do that over a Zoom call. I do it every day. No, no. Here's the problem. They have access to a PJ. They have private jets, and they're like, "Do you want gelato? Fuck yeah! Let's go talk to Sergio and get some gelato." That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. You, talk, you know him. He was in the building two years ago. Shut the fuck up. They just wanted to go to Italy. And they I did. They just Sardinia. wanted some uh, wine in Sardinia. It's yeah, okay. You do. You do. You baby. You do. You okay? The other name that's interesting is JJ Redick, and I got some information. I got some. You know, uh, do we have a sound effect somewhere for like the Woj bomb? Because I have a, I have a, I have a Dave bomb, but I'll, I'll save it for after your thoughts about JJ Redick. <laughs> um, I think his podcast is getting stale, which is why he wants a head coaching job in the NBA. <laughs> interesting. Okay. He's, does he have head coaching? Does he have any coaching experience? He has. I think he coached his thirteen-year-old kid. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, come on, like. It, it, this is going to shape up like a Steve Nash thing, you know. I think JJ Reddick's a great guy. I think he's he has a great basketball mind, but the experience is just not there, right? Yeah. So, are you ready? You ready for my for my for my Dave bomb? Where was the sound effect? There you go. Um, here it is. He was. He wasn't. He was never interviewed for the job. I have some. I have some sources. I will tell. You, uh, I can talk to you about it off air. I'm not going to reveal my sources. Um, cause I'm feeling like a real reporter now. Uh, but I do okay. have some sources w- w- with a connection to the, to the, that situation and the whole thing went down very well worded. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. He, he showed up from what I'm hearing. He didn't even show up in a suit. Like he would, this wasn't a real interview. This wasn't an interview at all. It had to do likely for like, he was, you know, he was around, he was in town. Hey, check in. Hey. And I think, uh, so not, this is my speculation. This is not from my source, but from my speculation. It was a situation where he was in the building. They're like, hey, you want to talk? And then, like, 
what do you think about it? And he's like, ah, maybe I want to get into coaching. I don't know. Do you like it? Do you, maybe, you know, maybe I'll stick with TV. I don't know. And so yeah. they technically had a conversation about coaching, but he's, he's, no, it's not real. You it's see, you real. see how quickly things get blown out of proportion. But this is the thing, right? This is like the, the NBA is the world's greatest high school. Okay. So I saw Tiffany talking to Eric and that, you know, and, Oh my God! Right, that means obviously that he's cheating on Bianca. Mm-hmm. And that's how, like, you know what I mean? It's like, no, I was talking to her because she had my pencil from geometry class. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it. Yeah. One yeah. thing looks one way, they see another. Oh, he's gonna be no, no, sorry, no. Optics, man, optics. Optics, indeed. So, so of that list, Chris Quinn, regular one. Uh, this list that I'm looking at doesn't have David Adelman, who apparently also did it. Rick Adelman's uh, son, who's been in an, apparently been an assistant coach in the NBA for 11 years. Really? I didn't even know Rick Adelman had a kid. But there we go. I, I'll be honest with you. I've never. I didn't know that either. Like <laughs> exactly. I assumed. I, I would assume, but like I didn't know he was involved in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's been apparently an, 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 is a bit of an up and comer. He was in the Denver organization. The point is, the Raptors have gone far and wide, and still, you know, doing this. Uh, the the lottery comes in tonight, and I think the lot with the lottery, uh, and I want to play a little game with you in a minute. But the lottery system in the NBA really does kind of try to balance things out. But we know the worst teams are going to have the best shot, and they're going to try and build it back. We talked a little bit before about Detroit, or whatever. But I think tonight, also, once you get your draft position, once you know where you are, then your roster pieces start to fall into place, right? You start to make decisions internally. And I think that's when you're going to start seeing some of these coaching uh, vacancies start to really fill up. Because once teams know what they get, like that Detroit thing, for example, they are apparently down to finalists. They have Kevin Ollie. They got Chris Quinn. They're, they're in for second interviews with the owner. And then Monty Williams hits the market and you go, wait, hold on. I'd like to talk to Monty Williams. And don't you think Monty Williams is going to pick up that phone if Detroit gets the top one or two pick and they can get Scoot Henderson or uh, Victor Wembanyama on your team? Don't you think that mm-hmm. that job looks a lot better, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think the Raptors, and I want to get your opinion on this. I think the Raptors are going far and wide, but I think in the next two weeks, we're going to find out who the new, next coach of the Toronto Raptors is. The next two weeks. I think I think I think we have two weeks. I think by the end of May, by June first, June second, we'll have we'll have a name. Okay, okay, I see. I see where you're coming. Where where you're going with this? Okay. Uh, you agree or disagree? Um, I I would have to disagree because hmm. I I don't I just don't I I understand what you mean. Like I know where you're coming from. Like everything falls in place. Bam 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 bam. But. I just don't see them making decision until midsummer, maybe. So here's why I say you need to do it because you're going to have. If this were last summer, I would I would agree with you. But this summer, you got a couple of things. You're going to have a lottery pick. It's probably going to be a late lottery pick, but you're going to have a lottery pick, right? You're likely going to pick in that 12 to 14 range. So you're going to have to make some decisions. Do we do we like someone in the 12 to 14 range? Do we trade back and power and pick up another pick for the future? Do we trade up? And package one of our guys to maybe move up to a top five, six pick because there's five or six good guys on this in this draft, right? Yeah. Plus, you have to figure out what your team philosophy is going to be. Does Fred Van Vliet fit, fit it? Does Gary Trent fit it? Jakob Pertl, I think you're going to have to bring him back just because you you've spent so much draft capital and you know you really want you. We've seen this team without a center. We need a center, right? 
but you're going to have to make some decisions about schemes and what's going on. And I think you need a head coach to be able to do that because otherwise you're making decisions. uh, You're basically shopping for the groceries without knowing what kind of chef you're hiring. I see. Oh, okay. I like that analogy. I do like it. You know, like you need, like if if I'm, if I'm bringing in uh, uh, the world's greatest sushi chef, I got to go get the, that rice and I got to get some seaweed. I can't be showing up here with beef tenderloin and, uh, and pasta. Like, it's just not going to work. I got you. So once you figure out the personnel, then you figure out your coach. Well, I was saying, vi- sorry, to- vice versa, vice yeah, versa. I'm, going, I'm saying, let's get a coach and a system in the field because we know what we have, right? Pascal is right there. And honestly, uh, I'm going to make a bold prediction. And I, I'm going to say, everyone say, don't know. It's not Pascal who's on the move. If they decide to blow this up, Pascal is the best trading piece you have. He's yep. under contract for another year. The other team would have his rights and his bird rights to be able to re-sign him so you can get a sweet, sweet package. And there's going to be teams out there who are going to want a 29-year-old, you know, multi-small forward, power forward kind of guy, guy who can handle and who can create his own shot. And they will pay handsomely. You know what? Uh, Aside from the contract stuff, I thought OGN and Obi was our best trade piece right now. Um, I think, listen, if you want to tinker, yeah. If you're blowing, if, if you're willing to blow this up, then no, I think Pascal is your best piece. Because mm-hmm. Pascal, but listen, if I'm, I've said this a couple times. I put it out there a couple times. D, uh, Big D Dallas needs something, and if Kyrie hasn't already committed to something, you know, what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? He's going to walk over to the Lakers or the Clippers or whoever. He's going to sign for the the minimum. I don't really need money and blah whatever. He's going to go. Right, and then you've given up all that draft capital, and you're burning Luca. So you might as well just go further in and blow, you know, go full Lakers and just give up your draft for the next seven years, and go and get Pascal Siakam. Hell, if we're blowing, if Pascal's going, you can take, you know, uh, Gary with him out the door, and then you've got Dallas has Gary Trent Jr. and Pascal Siakam and Doncic, and we take back anything that's not nailed down to the floor, including all your draft picks. Thank you, Dallas. Because in two years, when that thing falls to shit, <laughs> we'll take it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm playing the long game, baby. I am playing the long game. Because here's the thing. Do you believe that the Raptors are a draft pick player away? Because we can't really do anything in free agency but resign our own guys. Do you think the Raptors are a draft pick player away from being from a contending top, from a top five team, top four or five team in the East? So a contender. So no, yeah, no, no. Aside, aside from Wembenyama, but that's even still a question mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, yeah, we're all and and don't go on uh, on the internet and in the dark places where Raptor fans hide and say like, well, you know, we have this one percent chance, so we could do it. Jesus. It's not happening. What time, what time? What time's the drawing again? Uh, eight thirty, I believe. Is it eight eight thirty? When's the? Yeah, I, let me just double check here. NBA lottery. Oh, eight p.m. Eight p.m. Okay, so relatively shortly. Yeah, relatively shortly. So it's about twenty minutes. We're not gonna do. We're not gonna. We're not gonna wait around for all that. We do. We, I, I can't talk that much longer uh, about uh, about the, the the Toronto Raptors. What they may do, but I want to get your opinion on that. Do you think the Raptors should blow it up? 
or at this point should just like tweak and 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 get back to you're you're not going to tweak this roster into being a contender Mm. even though everyone like most of the players on the team had down years this year you cannot tweak this roster into title contention right you can maybe put tweak him into a playoff contender like maybe win a round or two not even win a round or two, win a round, make it to the second round and get eliminated. Mm-hmm. But this team cannot, unless something, there's a huge swing somewhere. But again, we were missing a center for half the year. Uh, yeah. Everyone's shooting below their normal efficiency rates. And like, uh, I don't know. It, it just looked like a dumpster fire this year. But um, you cannot tweak this roster into contention, in my opinion. No. It's got it's to be blown up. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. And I'm personally, I'm. You're ready for it, eh? All right. I'm going to run. We're going to play a little game. Yeah. We're going to play a little game here. Just uh, firing it up here. The old, I am on, uh, and it's a a great site. I use it all the time called, excuse me, called uh, uh, realgm.com. They have a whole bunch of cool little fun tools. You can do trade machines, things like that. But what they have is the, 2023 NBA lottery draft simulator. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run this. I'm going to run this three times. I'm going to see your reaction to, to, uh, to who wins when Binyama. All right, here we go. The lottery simulator has run the first time and the number one overall pick goes to the Portland trailblazers. What do you think? Of Ooh. That? Ooh. Dame time meets goes French, goes international. <laughs> Chez Damien, can you give me, can you buy me beer in your, in the, in wine? And I will pass you 45 times. Yes. Well, Victor that would be phenomenal. I just hope the Portland curse does not hit him. Oh, because... God. oh, God. I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. No. So, and how yeah. bad would uh, no, the number two pick goes to Detroit? So they pick up Scoot Anderson, so they don't feel too too bad. No. Okay. Simulation number two. Running it again. Oh my God! I just ran it again. In the Portland Trailblazers, there's one again. Get out of here! They only have a ten and a half percent chance at and first. They've won two times in this simulator, and the number two pick goes to the Houston Rockets. So welcome. So Scoot Henderson ends up with Jalen Green and Alfred Zangoon and. And uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Oh my God, that team is stacked. That would be crazy. Also, their coach is Ume Odoka, so you know. And in and in Houston, oh boy, those road trips, those road trips, <laughs> those dinners and road trips are going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, boys! Okay, all right, let's run it one last time, one more time. This is just great radio. I know uh, people are in their cars uh, listening to this right now, and they're going to be like. Wow, the man hit a button. <laughs> oh my God. The third and final uh, 3ND simulator gives the number one overall pick to the Charlotte Hornets. Oh my God. 12.5% chance. Michael Jordan and Victor Wembenyama, LaMelo Ball throwing lobs to, to Wemby. That I, I I want that Ooh. I want inject it straight into my veins. I want please, that. Please, I think Michael might come out of retirement to play. Yeah. I, can, 
Holy shit. Imagine that. Wow. That's going to be the real Lob City. Oh, my God, right? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I have to tell you who won, who got the second overall pick in this in this particular simulation. Utah. So, Scoot Henderson is in Utah. Poor bastard. That poor fucking guy. Poor kid. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. What? <laughs> uh, I hope he likes hanging out with Walker Kessler at the uh, the milk bar. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Brutal. Brutal. Um, all right, Brandon. Uh, it's been really great having you back. It's been really we honestly I I missed uh, our our basketball chats here, but uh, yeah, you likewise. You stay with your, stay, anything you want to say with your chest? Well, you know what? Uh, earlier we we mentioned optics, right? You know, with the whole Becky Hammond situation and Raptors, or sorry, JJ Redick, uh, and how things can look worse than they are. But how about things looking exactly as bad as they are? You know what I'm talking about. Speak on. You already know what I'm talking about. John Morant. This fucking guy does not learn. Yo, he he this is gonna be this is gonna be a bag fumble worse than Dennis Shooter in in 2011 or 2021. (laughs) Yo, it's gonna be so bad. How are you gonna throw two hundred million dollars out the window just like that? They're talking about spending for the first half of the season or a third or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's a bit that's that's what's that's our man uh What's his name? That's our man, uh, Stephen A. Smith. Just, I can't believe that they don't suspend him every single time. Like, well, how many how many games did he miss this past one with the incident in Denver? It was eight. He missed eight total. He now he missed. That was also with time search. I, here's the thing. I don't think he gets suspended for a season. I don't think he's suspended for half season. Because here's the problem. It's not illegal. It's fucking stupid, but it's not illegal. No, okay, so I, I, I was ta- who was I talking to about this? I think it might have been one of my coworkers or something. Even though it is not illegal to own and possess a firearm, you can be punished by your employer for representing the company absolutely and this in a poor way, in poor taste. Yeah, right. But, but here's the thing guys who have committed crimes have not been suspended for the full year. Yeah. Oh, no, this, no, no. I, I don't think the full year is in question. I don't so think the PA, so that's the, ever going to happen. Yeah. So the PA goes. And I think here's the thing. I think he's going to have to go away. I, first of all, the, the endorsement money is running. They started running a, a John Morant's uh, sneaker commercial during the playoffs. Yeah. That's not happening anymore. Yeah. Nike is like Nike. I think he, he's a Nike guy, but I don't know if he's a Jordan brand guy. But he's, no, he's, he's definitely he, Nike. He, guy. He's Nike, yeah. Yeah, well, he won't be for much longer. I hope you enjoy your your new balances, sir, because you're not you're not going to be a Nike guy for much longer. Because they, I know they have uh, those morals or whatever. You so, do you know what the part what pisses the part that pisses me off the most about this whole situation? Yeah, the fact that it even happened, right? Yeah. But so to set the context I, for those of you who haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, you probably don't have social media or whatever. But <laughs> it's John Moran, a couple of his boys riding in a car. Whatever, and the the one dude, uh, one of his buddies is on live Instagram live, and just you know they're playing for the camera, whatever, whatever, and this guy pulls up his pistol, like Job pulls up a pistol, and his friend immediately sh- uh, turns the camera away, immediately. Yeah, because they know the the friend has more fucking sense <laughs> than this guy, and like 
if you're going on live, like if you want to pretend to be a thug, do it. Do all you want. You want to show guns. You want to show money. You want to, you know, do all that shit. Do it in the privacy of your own home. Or you know, no one's stopping you. Do it. Or, I don't care just, if you do it. Just but, don't do it with a fucking camera on. Everyone, you know, be, like these guys, like oh my god, don't they have a person from the team or like their fucking agency or, or their agents well, work or something being be. with them at all times? Not all times, but like. Uh, you know, look, uh, the team, I, I don't know, but I listen, if I'm his agent and I'm his family and I'm like, listen, we got a chance to have two hundred and fifty million dollars windfall over the next five years, plus the endorsements, bro, I'm I, I, welcome. We just hired this a former uh, military SEAL team six guy. He's going to make three hundred K this year. And his only job is to make sure you don't reach in your pocket and pull out a pistol. Like, not even that. You, you, your fucking dumbass clout chaser friends aren't aren't, aren't around you yeah, either. Well, like, there's that too, right? Let's, there's there's a there's a debate, and you and I had uh, a bit well, not the first one uh, to be had about the idea of middle class uh, black men having to perform uh, to certain, you know, uh, like you said, acting like a thug or whatever um, to gain cred. Right, because they they feel like they have to they have to they have to prove their blackness or prove their 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 status or act a certain way because it's expected of them. Right, right, because 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 that's that's the and we can have that debate, but I'm gonna but let's not have that debate right now because that's not really what this is about. That was the first time. I can have that debate with you the first time. The second time, it is purely on him for not learning that this shit has consequences, and those consequences are going to be dollar fucking bills. Yeah, you yeah. are in. You're not going to get paid from the Grizzlies. So whatever you're making next year in your salary, you're not getting the full amount there. No, that's a, that's a super max, right? Well, I think so. I think yeah. I think that so. that terminology is a super max for what yeah. he's yeah. Uh, available to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so look, like any t- any other team will give him the max, correct? Listen, yeah, he's fine. He'll make up the money in the aggregate. But but what I'm saying is that the game checks that come on the first and the fifteenth from the Grizzlies next year, you're going to be missing a couple of months. Cause I don't, I, while I don't think he's getting the full season, I could see, I could see 20 games. Yeah. I could, right? see, a quarter, I could see a quarter of the games. We'll see you in December. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it's, but it's, I, That's yeah, I, I don't understand it. It's I so, don't, I really don't. If, if you were out with your boys and some guy took a run at you because he was thinking, oh, you're not as hard as you are. And, you know, we've seen that story a million times. Guys are out at a club. Some guy decides he's going to make his name by going after, you know, a superstar and gets in. And then you get into it and happen to be, the, you know what, one of my boys pulled a gun. You know, like we've seen that before. Yeah. And then, well, but, look at look at like uh, Paul Pierce. Right. He got stabbed yeah. in that bar, right? Right. We've seen that before. Uh, but even I mean to say like we've seen the narrative where it's like it wasn't him he was there with a gun and someone had a gun you know fine I I, I don't like it I, I have the, I have a problem with the performative aspects of all of it and you don't have to be a you know be that guy but if a guy steps to you or you know gets in your face or whatever like fine but this isn't that you're an idiot riding in your car with your boys yeah why you gotta flash a piece yeah it's to per- it's just to portray. This bullshit image, but whatever, man. Like, no yo, he the, he he will he will learn by feeling. He, his bank account will feel, and yes. he will learn. Yeah, but you're you know, like the thing is, 
you like you're saying you image no one's buying that you're this guy yeah no one thinks that you're this guy everyone knows that you're putting this on so my brother uh just quickly my my brother is uh is metis my brother is you know uh, uh had some troubles in his life he said some you know he said some ups and downs and he once told me this one thing where he's like you know what you don't worry about the guy who's who's flashing things and talking tough and do it. You don't worry about that guy, at all. The guy you got to worry about is the guy who's sitting next to him who's not saying a thing. That's the tough guy. That's the guy I'm worried about. Yeah, that's that's the most dangerous motherfucker in the room. That's exactly. And so I've heard I've heard a variation of the same thing. My brother and my and, and I and I, my brother said he goes I had to learn that because you know like there was a guy. Uh, I'll tell the story quickly. So. <laughs> My brother uh, and a fr- uh, and his friend are in a bar, and uh, they're barely they're like nineteen, so they're they're not old, you know, they're not experienced drinkers, but they were experienced drinkers, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and they're in this bar, and this guy comes in. So all, all week long, this little guy from Toronto, this back in Ottawa, this guy from Toronto was, you know, you know, running around trying wow. to talk to a girl, to run into blah blah blah. Comes in with a wad of cash, and goes, "I just sold my dad's car." They're like, what? He's like, yeah, he just sold my dad's car. Now, he didn't have papers on it, so he obviously sold it to, like, some dudes who didn't care about having papers on a car, you know? Yeah. Uh, so he's got a wad of cash, and he's just flashing this cash around the bar. And he's just talking shit to this guy. He's talking shit to that guy. Like, I could buy you this, and I could buy... You know, we're talking like a couple grand. Like, it's, like, again, posers. And so quietly, you know, he's pissed off this guy, spits off this guy. And my brother takes the guy, this... this kid who's been shit talking all week long coming around trying to you know get with girls and whatever you put my, my brother puts him in a tight grip around his around his shoulder and says you need to leave because they're going to fucking kill you yeah i was gonna say like you don't need to pop up and so the lesson in this and the lesson for john moran in this and again who am i and my brother to talk about this you cannot go around flashing like you're hard when there are real guys who are going to take that and be like, okay, I'll show you who's hard. I'll show you who's tough. I'll show you who's bad. And, it, and it's not like it doesn't happen. People people have come here and gotten robbed. Big people. Yeah, man. Yeah. You just got to stop. You just got to stop, man. You are in another – I hate to say this because, it, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big believer that money makes everything. But, you know, you are in a different class now. You have 250 million reasons to, to not do this. You want to go out to the club? Go out to the club. Go VIP. Come in through the back, Ray Liotta style, Goodfellas. You know what I mean? Like you can do these. You're fucking John Morant. You don't have to. You don't have to fly coach, baby. Yeah. It's private. With, with the rest of us peasants. No, you don't have to. You want to? You want to go to a club and meet a bunch of girls and do your thing? Guess what? You call up the club. You say we're gonna do. We're moving the. We're moving the party to my to my hotel suite. Boom! It's done. You want bottle service, and they'll they'll do that for you. You can go VIP. You don't even need to mingle with the rest of us, and that means you don't need to flash a piece on Instagram to prove that you're you're a baller. We know it. We know it. Anyway, yeah, he he'll 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 get his pee pee slapped. Yeah, you'll see. I see I see twenty to twenty five games uh, without pay, mandatory. Um, uh, mental health and rehab center, whatever, and yeah, know. I I also do think alcohol plays a big part in it. Yep. Um, yep. which he he did go to rehab the first time, right? 
Yeah, but it was. I don't think it was. Or just like a, just like a counseling thing. I think it was a counseling thing. But I honestly, I mean, you got to look at that too, right? You got to look at the alcohol as well. You know, your yeah. judgment is not is not sound, sir. I, again, I don't. I, I, I don't want to see him fail. I want him no. to succeed. I yes. say all these things, wanting him to succeed. Listen, you and I are two old uncles sitting on the stoop, being like, "Young bro, young blood, you can't do that." <laughs> look at look at here, young blood. <laughs> Uh, what, you know, who are the two? Um, who are the, I'm trying to remember who the two, two of the old guys are. Uh, damn it, I'm blanking on it. Uh, like, uh, like on the Fresh Prince, there was he played uh, someone's someone's grandpa, and he was like John Amos. That's his name, John Amos. Listen here, young blood, you got to get some momentum. You get your momentum in the right direction. <laughs> momentum. <laughs> Uh, I'm probably going to get letters about that one. Anyway, uh, it was really great uh, having you back on the show. Hopefully, um, we can do this real again soon. But I know you are a busy, busy man. Uh, all the best to Two Chains and Baby G. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, man. Well, well, that's it for this week. We're done. Peace. Yeah. Later. Well, that's this week's show. We really hope you liked and enjoyed it. Um, big thanks to neighbor Brandon, and more specifically, big thanks to Baby G and Two Janes for lending us neighbor Brandon for the pod. Uh, if you like this show, please like, share, subscribe, follow wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify is a great spot for that. Uh, as always, we want to shout out uh, two big charities that we are thinking of. Uh, first is, of course, redcross.org for Ukrainian relief and the Love Scarborough campaign, lovescarborough.ca for the Scarborough Health Network. Um, um, as I've said before, and I'll keep saying, the Scarborough Health Network is an incredible set of hospitals, uh, some of the oldest hospitals in the province, and we really want to make sure that we support them and modernize them because, again, 25% of the city of Toronto live within the Scarborough borders and use the Scarborough Health Network. Think about that. All right. That's it. That's all. We'll be back soon with another episode. Uh, Enjoy the hoops. Enjoy the games. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care.